Hi, this is Nathan. Welcome to the WADFAM Chalkpod, where humor, analysis, and excitement are just around the corner. Are you ready? Come on, let's go for another episode of the WADFAM Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the WADFAM Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are joined this week by a special guest. Michael LaFaver. Hey, hey, welcome. Hey, buddy. hello. You guys have no idea how long I have waited to be here. So it <laughs> well, is that's an honor exciting. Yeah, no, it's uh, well, after we recorded just you and me, it yeah. was really fun. And uh, this episode came out. What, 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 I, I, I'm just getting ahead of myself. Dylan, you're in charge of this thing. Go for it. Oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. So. I, this is this is a this is a democracy, Andrew. That uh, is fair. Michael, you don't get but a I vote. I don't get a vote. No. It's an oligarchy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we are we are back on the Rydell saga train um, with uh, episode nine oh nine. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Let Let's call it off. It's just, just not. The, the saga? Yeah, let's. Yep. Let's, this, this recording? At this point, at the, no, let's keep recording, but. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just cover a different episode. It's fine. All right. We're kind of the council again. No. Um. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we're kind of with, with, with that out of the way. Uh, Michael, what's what's going on? Who, who are you? What, what's your history with Odyssey? What's your history with podcasting? I don't know. F- fill us in. Sure. So I have been in the Odyssey fan base since uh, like 2014 or so is when I joined the AIO wiki. And I had been listening to Odyssey forever before then. I can't remember a time when I wasn't an Odyssey fan. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah well, we can't relate. <laughs> no, no, Dylan. Dylan actually hates Odyssey. It's a <laughs> little known fact. Yeah, yeah. P- pulling um, back the curtain. Um, yeah. I mean, this podcast is about Gilmore Girls, right? Not yeah. Odyssey? Secretly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I visited Focus on the Family in 2014, and that's kind of where I got my inroads with Nathan Hubler and the people over there. And so in 2017, I started the AIO Wiki podcast as Lee because I had been going by the pseudonym Lee Asim, which is kind of Michael backwards, but also kind of not. So don't think about it too hard. It's kind of dumb. No, um, I am. So I, I, I meant to uh, I meant to bring that up at some point uh, prior to you saying it because I did yeah. crack that code very early on in our ah, in our conversations. I did not. <laughs> Or I was okay. like, oh, okay, yeah. it's it's Lee backwards. He he he, uh, or it's it's Michael backwards, kind of sorta. It's uh, well, it's it, very uh, Aram inspired. Yeah, I have so far like listened to every single podcast you put out, and it is really really good quality stuff. It's great to be a part of this. Oh, thank you. It's really cool that in in the way that this show has kind of evolved over uh-huh. time, you've definitely been a part of that, and it's it's really cool that it kind of finally culminates into. Uh, a sort of crossover event. Well, hopefully this isn't the end. Like, I'd be happy to have you guys on mine again sometime yeah. if you want. Hey, well, when the semester is over and I, I have the wonderful thing called free time, there's no <laughs> the reason. Wonderful I thing about free time is on. that free time's a wonderful thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the other thing. This is a Winnie the Pooh podcast. Oh, I am a I'm a Winnie the Pooh fanboy as well. That's there back. we go. Yeah, <laughs> spin off, spin off right, podcast. You guys, you guys Winnie go get Pooh. your own podcast. I'm gonna stay, no, stay, we'll talk stay here Pooh, and brood. Clone Wars, relationships, counseling. Yo, all right. <laughs> uh, Yo, Winnie the Pooh, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh is on uh, Disney Plus. So it is. Oh, is it though? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I know hmm. that. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> in my tumbly. <laughs> 
uh, this is what I have to deal with every week. So, Michael, what one other thing as we're kind of setting up context. Uh, yes. What is your history with the Rydell saga? Do you really want to know? Is the question. Yes, so, go for it. Going back to when I had the podcast, the AIO Wiki podcast, we reviewed the writer's ruse. And at this point, I thought, hmm, there's something going on here, but I'm not sure what. And then I made a trailer on AIO Audio News, which is my current website, for the good in people. Like me saying, like, there's a secret in Odyssey and then like little clips of Maury here and there. Then the episode came out and there was the reveal at the end of like Maury's motivations, sort of. And that really got me into the saga. And then A Sacrificial Escape came out after that. Uh, the anticipation was really high for Further From The Truth, and then Further From The Truth ended up being, you know, what it was. And so here I was kind of spearheading all the theories behind Mori leading into the Rydell revelations. And then I did some listening parties with uh, a bunch of my friends. Like, I think the, the largest amount we had was 12 for part three. We all listened to the Rydell revelations together. And then I sat down with Phil Lawler to talk with him about revelations, about like everything that went into it. And I realized that at the end of Revelations part two, you know, Maury's discussion with Wit, that is unresolved, sort of. Turns out Phil said, well, no, they actually resolved that at the end of part three. Turns out Maury was right. And he said that in not so many words. And I don't know if he was just playing devil's advocate, but as soon as he told me that argument, the entire fan base went into an uproar about it because it seemed like the episodes were condoning everything that Maury did and all of his actions. And turns out I've analyzed the episodes and a lot of a lot of my friends and I have gone through and done recordings of, well, what did Wit say here? What did Maury say here? And it seems like that is what those episodes are saying. And then I sat down again with Phil. We had a three-hour discussion debating the whole thing. And I've spent a lot of brain power on this. So it's uh, it's been a long ride. And now we're at the, uh, I guess, the epilogue. And uh, I have thoughts about this one as well. It's so interesting. Yeah, I've, my first thought hearing all that is, how did you get uh, so involved in, like, editing and creating your own, um, like, Odyssey-related fan content and everything like that? Like, when did you start doing that? Well, that kind of really started with the trailer, with the... Um, the good in people trailer because and what made you want to do that i don't know i don't know i just i just thought hey this would be fun if i did mm-hmm. well also oh okay also well this wasn't really connected but for avengers endgame when that came out uh or before that i was doing a fan trailer like mashup of that for, oh, for that okay. film as well so well and that was after the good in people trailer anyway so i guess i just love editing audio editing and i love odyssey and so i was finding awesome. little music cues here from odyssey that would fit together and i um i don't know if you've heard my latest trailers for this episode uh or for the the latest mori episodes but uh, they're some of the best things i've made if i can say that uh they're really no fun yeah i i mean i've You've you've shared your the promos that you make with me, uh, person uh, privately and yeah I did that yeah I think yeah. that they're really good they're the the quality is really well done like yeah I mean we talk about who makes the promos around here and uh, perhaps <laughs> this is this is the pitch for Lee to be in charge of the promos <laughs> well I did but only only if you agree to bring back the talking rat. <laughs> the talking rat is very important. Even if there's an unraveling? Yeah, exactly. Especially. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe you remembered it. It's the unraveling episode. I need to write I that down so I don't forget <laughs> that bit. 
uh, <laughs> rat this room unraveling. I just need a list of all the inside jokes of the Wadfam Shock Pod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it could compile a Google Doc just so we don't repeat <laughs> ourselves, but I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, I was going to say, the kind of a point of bits is to repeat them. I don't know. We add, add a new tab to the, our, our wiki page that's just, uh, here. here is a list of the inside jokes. <laughs> hey, I would be down for that. Yeah. Well, we all know the first bit. No. 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 <laughs> no. I mean, I, I Are you feel saying bad you don't know the first credit bit? for that bit because you know it, it no. was really, really our Bernard. Yeah, that's a bit in the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So <laughs> anyway, uh, the the episode itself. So this is uh, for for context for for people listening. This is being recorded in mid February. Um, yeah. We're not entirely sure where it's going to slot into our schedule at this point. So the episode was released on the AIO Club January 19th of 2021. Exactly um, four weeks ago. Indeed. Nice. And uh, six months after the, the Rydell revelations wrapped up with uh, part three. Yeah. Um, and then it is set to air, if the wiki is to be trusted, and I usually do, Don't. April 10th of 2021. Okay. okay. So we will likely be releasing this after that point, but depending on how our scheduling goes, it might come out before then. Who knows? I'm fine to wait. If it does, uh, just just just, and you don't have the club, just wait till it shows up on the radio, and then listen to this episode. I say ten minutes into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you just wanted to hear me talk, right? Well, point? yeah. I mean, they can they <laughs> yeah. get the first ten minutes as a sort of you know uh, yeah. uh, wet their appetite, and then then that makes them want to listen to the episode even more, right? That's eyebrows, true. eyebrows. Right, right. So right. that's that's the new bit. Um, yes. So eyebrows. it's it's an episode uh, written by Bob Hoos, um, but still directed by Phil Waller, so he still does yeah. get a get a credit. Um, and it is track six on album seventy. Finding a way. Yeah, this is a interesting album. Was it all recorded remotely? Like, no. when were there no? I'm interested to see. Like, is there information so, on the recording? Yeah. Well, of this so album? It I says I do have the info for oh. the recording. Of oh, this you one. do? Yeah. Delightful. Yes. So the first track was recorded all in person. Second track, uh, also all in person. Third track was recorded completely remotely. Um, which is well, actually, let me delineate because the tracks are actually messed up. Um. Jumping Off, Jumping In was the first episode in person. Auto Response, second episode in person. Unrelatable, uh, which is technically the third track, was recorded all remotely. Fourth track is The Protector, which was recorded all remotely. Um, The Christmas Bells, which is technically track five, but they released it second because Christmas. Um, That was recorded, I think Phil directed it remotely, but it was recorded in studio. I think that's the way that works. And then this one was recorded all in person, except for April Hong, who is recording on her own. Nice. Okay. Cuz yeah, it does it does say salami on the on the wiki, so that makes yeah. sense. All right, cast-wise, um we've got some characters that we have not talked about before on this podcast. Um, yeah, and some very important ones at that. Yeah, so we've got we've got Robbie Bruce uh voicing Buck, Buck Oliver, mm-hmm. um who's uh green kind of a lynch fame. Yeah, I was going to say green ring fame, kind of linchpin of of New Odyssey as as mm-hmm. we call it. Um currently under the care of um of eugene and katrina meltzner um and, and in love with jewels mm-hmm. unfortunately connie's not- sister we'll get into that <laughs> I, have, I have feelings <laughs> um 
<laughs> we also we have uh, Wit Hertford as uh, Jace Mouse, another kind of new Odyssey staple. Yeah. Um, I he hasn't he been was in any... Green Ring too. Yeah, he was in Green Ring. I was trying to think. He has not been in any of this. I don't think. No, he hasn't. Who was who was the guy who was Dion in the bait? Ah, it was Dion. I was thinking. I was thinking he had a very J vibe. So that J Jay, a little bit more mystery, goofy, right? but that's yeah. the one you're talking about, right? The yep. key suspect. That is correct. Way to mm-hmm. way to be one step ahead of me. Um, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Mori of our episode. Um, so let me ask you. No. <laughs> uh whit hertford uh was in uh jurassic park as quote volunteer boy (laughs) um nice he was also in mcgee and me which is a nice focus connection and a callback to uh preacher's kid yep yeah and uh my my personal the only thing i care about he played the character of donald on the psych episode last night gus which is one of the best episodes of psych nice early plug Watch, watch that episode of Psych. Do we it. love, uh, we love Psych. We love Psych on this podcast. I mean, at least I almost do. enough to make a Psych podcast. Yeah, Why don't you just do a spinoff but... podcast of everything besides yes. Odyssey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I've got, I've got that kind of time. No, that, that yeah, call it the Andrew Sabo show. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tie it directly to my name that has zero recognition. It'll go great. <laughs> yeah. Marketing will go so well. Oh. So, uh, so yeah. Oh, uh, actually, I wanted to mention real quick, Miss Adelaide, has she been in Oh, shoot! Before? Yeah, I had that, and then I just totally skipped it. Uh, Barbara Niles as Rhonda Adelaide. Um, Rhonda, uh, a name not mentioned in this episode, but apparently canon. Uh, yep. uh, from the Ties That Bind. That's what I was going to say. Nice. She's, she's a Ties That Bind person. She yeah. also has an yeah. amusing note on the wiki, which is that she's known as the Muffin Lady the muffin because lady. she brought muffins to an open casting call. So that's the way to get hired. Apparently, mm-hmm. you should have left with muffins. On the family. I mean, I said this last night, and I stand by it. I think that baked goods are one of the uh, purest embodiments of like the good in the world that exists. <laughs> like of the good like, in people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not that. that. No. <laughs> Not anything but that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Not my wit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so uh, so we are as we're recording this ahead of time. We do not have a promo currently available, uh, but as uh, alluded to a little bit ago, uh, Michael did make his own promo for this episode. So yeah. we're gonna play that here. Um, That's awesome. In in wake of the real one. Everyone's a suspect. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Emily Jones is sent to detention after being caught with a cell phone that she claims doesn't belong to her. But when she gets there, she finds that Maury and Susan Rydell have been accused of the same crime. The trio is sent to investigate, and along the way, Emily must come to terms with her unresolved anger at the Rydell kids. Is their friendship called off for good? Find out on the next Adventure in Odyssey. Yo, that music was really good. That was <laughs> well like? done. That that well scripted. That very nice. Very nice. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Applause. The best sound on a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. So the visual media, especially when it's all out of sync and hard yeah. to edit together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 a fun uh, a fun yeah, change that is up. Really, that's really nice. <laughs> I like that. And you've done this before, as you've mentioned. Um, yeah. Uh, is this something that you plan to continue doing? 
with yes. with future episodes. Probably. Well, I mean, I uh, I did say like the Rydell Saga final trailer back in July when that came out, and then I made another one. So I guess I'll, I'm stuck making these now. Yeah. Well, yeah. for as long as you decide to. College. Is, I, I I think uh, I think college is an okay time to maintain uh, internet fandom. You know, yeah, maybe it devotion. On how much, yeah, I, I, if I have time, I will. If I don't have time, I won't. So tweet exactly. It. I no, I don't have a Twitter. Never mind. Yeah, I I, I did notice that. Um, that was political stuff. It got too tough for me. I was in an echo chamber. Not great. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Honestly, it. Yeah. I I definitely uh, I respect that. Getting out yeah. of. I I try to avoid Twitter and Facebook as much as I can because whenever I do, I feel this like uh, overwhelming urge to participate and not necessarily <laughs> in positive ways. Yeah, and so I uh, just just don't. Yeah, yeah, I've been off Twitter for a handful of weeks as well, just kind of for the fun of it. Um, which mm-hmm. is uh, uh and also Andrew took over the social media, so I don't even have that to uh hey. to lock me in. Yeah, stay tuned for. Maybe me asking you questions? I mean, hopefully at this point, they'll already have been tuned to it. <laughs> hopefully, yes. So if Let you get on the other Dylan, side of this and midterm. that actually didn't happen, then we can all go to Andrew and say, what? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's just Andrew. He said he was going to do a thing, and then he forgot about it. Per it's usual. never happened before. Certainly never. Not, like, earlier today. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> all right. So... The episode. Yes, <laughs> yes. that is the next thing. <laughs> my my first note is just, oh boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Followed, in. followed <laughs> by the modern theme song is so jarring coming from <laughs> the, the all Barclays, the Barclays yeah. stuff that we're in the middle of right now. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. these like cavernous synths, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Like I uh, or horns, they're like French horns, perhaps. I don't, it's not like it's a bad thing. Like, I, I, I have no, it's just like a funny, like, I don't know. Like, you can, if you're just, if you're listening through Odyssey in order, like, they change the theme song from time to time, but it kind of has, a, like, a normal progression to it. And this just felt like, oh, we just, like, jumped 20 years into the future. Because yeah, we no, did. Because you did uh, jump 20 years into the future. Basically. It was very, very jarring. And even just the sound uh, the sound engineering in some of, like, the transitions in this episode, uh, like the flashback scene, it, mm, like, yeah. it sounds like, um, yeah. like, the, like the Star Trek beam me up Scotty, like, sound. Yeah, I thought that was a bit different than normal Odyssey music. Like, kind of, like, Arthur-y, you know, the doodly-doodly-doo, <laughs> and the screen yeah. goes all blurry. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing is, because Jared, who did the music for this, is not the normal composer for Odyssey. Right. You know? oh. I know. I, I noted that immediately. Well, because he's done a bunch of the Rydell stuff, uh-huh. and then we just mm-hmm. started off, and I was like, I really liked the, not the theme, but the opening music for the episode, was, yeah, really um, which was like a longer cut than normal and sounded really cool and different and not super Odyssey-y, which I appreciated. And then I was like, I bet this is, <laughs> I bet this is Mr. D. Pasquale coming back. Um, and guess what? You'd be right. I look look at that. My my Odyssey instincts are, are getting so good. Um, yeah, he's got I, he's got an ear for for Odyssey. Can, can I call him friend of the pod if he's provided us music one time through That's a true. series of telephone? Yes, you may. You may <laughs> yes, call yes, he can. One hundred percent. We support it. All right. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the episode begins with Emily. Go, uh, going to detention, right? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, talking to Miss Adelaide mm-hmm. at first. 
very apologetic. We, it's just yeah. this like jarring, like it's well, well set up of just kind of like throwing you into the middle of it. And it's like, oh, Emily's in detention. Interesting. Like that's mm-hmm. not something you'd expect. And then, and then it continues to build from there. Um, and yeah, but it's her, it's her apologizing and then doing like the classic, like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Like I've been so under the weather, whatever. Also, it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it was just yeah, the I mean, like excuse wrapped in an apology, which is a strategy I have definitely used and it has never been successful. <laughs> but it's always well, worth a try. You never know. But it's also <laughs> warranted here because uh, going like after last episode, I was thinking, oh, they're they're just going to completely disregard Emily's emotions, right? Because Maury was right, right? Mm-hmm. And then here, no, from the get-go, we get the acknowledgement that Emily's still dealing with this and it's really hard for her. Yeah, yeah. That I'm glad that you made note of that because I made note of it uh, later when she, when she had the conversation. Um, kind of. Yeah, well, that is my main note yard. of this episode. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. But I'm excited <laughs> that you made that note as well. Yeah, because it, it it puts Odyssey in, in a very interesting corner that i don't know how they're gonna get out of i yeah i i agree where i'm like oh i appreciate you talking about her feelings i really hope that you maintain that they are valid feelings and don't (laughs) undercut this in some way because maury was right (laughs) yeah we'll find out did you did you hear or read the uh the paraphrased uh official statement from focus when part three of revelations came out i did not know there was an official statement well, Nathan sent me a statement, and I paraphrased it because he didn't want it to be, like, Google searchable. Right. And in there, something that he says is that, and, you like, I'll bring up bits and pieces of this later on, but one thing that he says is we hope your criticism will eventually turn to praise as the episodes go on. So I'm like, okay, evidently they know, like, what we're expecting, and hopefully, I don't know, hopefully I do end up approving of what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would be quite a pivot i i feel like there's been a couple points at which i'm like i think i'm gonna be on board with this and then no so <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it could never happen i'm just like you know nervous it's gonna be a long walk <laughs> <laughs> yeah also like so much for like the rydell revelations ending the saga I, we got to I the mean, end of that nobody and i was expected like expected that nobody <laughs> expected it was ending the saga because you can't wrap up something that quickly, even though they tried. I mean, it did. They, they th- th- did their best. That's the thing, is it did. It did. They flooded somebody with, like, what? They flooded yeah. a building, didn't they? Yeah. They just. <laughs> but it was in VR, Andrew. Oh, that's right. Fake so flooding. Matters. We love fake yeah. flooding. De- what's Deus Ex Machina? What is yes. that? Yes. Uh. Something about machine gods? I, I forget. Um, so <laughs> the other... I believe in coincidences. Oh, yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, the other thing, talking about wrapping up a saga, um, still still reeling in disappointment for the uh, for that, uh, that music trick never paying off in any way. Oh, yeah, no, that still hasn't uh, happened. <laughs> yep. What, what if we get I- another one? Wait, you mean at the beginning of Revelations or Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh the the drama club thing, the, oh. the trip that they were supposed to go on and yeah. Maury was like, you know, well, we want them to go on this trip and blah, Oh, blah, I blah, wanted blah. to bring that up. I think <laughs> didn't I mention that to you in like feedback that, that I think line, you did. Well, it's like they wanted so if if I can just mention that real quick. Yeah. Um absolutely. So I just brought it went, up. <laughs> Yeah, well, that line when Maury and Suze are like, uh, or Maury says, you think we made a mistake in making your treasure? Like, I've talked to two or three different people, you being one of them, uh, about that line. And everyone I've talked to, uh, who, like, who is not 
uh, steeped in the saga, at least when it was releasing, has been like, oh, yeah, that's a plot point, right? Like, they, they set that up. It's like, no. Like, they had an election in the club to pick to pick who would be the president, and they just decided to make her treasurer be, or president because that was the best option. It wasn't like they were manipulating it at all. Like, that has absolutely nothing to do with the, the rest of the plot. So Okay. Yeah. I all know. Right. It's just, Unfortunately. why is it there? <laughs> because... As Phil would say, well, Phil has a thing about red herrings where he's like, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. I mean, a plot point doesn't mean anything at all. And I'm like, you're you're right. It doesn't. (laughs) But I. okay, (laughs) fine. I'll take my toys and leave. (laughs) The getting getting back to the episode at hand. Yes. Um, during this exchange between Emily and, and Miss Adelaide, where Emily is, you know, talking about her, um, her moodiness of recent, uh, Miss Adelaide has a killer <laughs> line yes. of, killer. Uh, being moody about coffee and chocolate because ah, I'm yes, a woman. Kids. And Emily's like, I can relate to the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, wait, Emily hasn't drank coffee before? I imagine Emily would be the one. If yeah, no, that, that, I do that, find that yeah. hard to believe. I feel like somebody of her uh, intellectual, like, capability in middle school is definitely a coffee drinker. Are you are you trying to insult me here, Andrew, as the non-coffee drinker on the pod? <laughs> I don't drink but coffee anymore, <laughs> but I also don't claim to be intelligent, so... <laughs> Hey, my, I think he's like 65-year-old um, stats professor has never drank coffee in his life. Yeah, no, it's it's the so, yeah. thing. the 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 older I'm getting, I I love coffee, and I used to drink a lot of coffee, but uh, unfortunately, my stomach can't do that anymore. And <laughs> now I'm now I'm living the living the Dylan Weaver life, where I rarely ever drink caffeine, and when I do, boy, does it hit. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's the great thing about depriving yourself of a drug. It hits real good when you uh, <laughs> yeah. when you oh, do right. partake. Caffeine is a drug, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's so works. fun when you remember that. <laughs> uh, so so the story that Emily explains is that so she's in trouble for using a phone in class. Mm-hmm. She then explains that it was not her phone. Um, and that is that is why she is innocent. She's not sure how the phone ended up in her bag. Um, they also they later explain that the phone rang, but unless I'm mistaken, yeah. they did not hit that off the top. And I was a little confused where I was like, did she just like open up her book bag and find the phone and then pick it up? And then the teacher caught her. Like, what was the circumstance here? Um, I just I wasn't I was a little confused off the top with with that aspect of it yeah no i definitely mm-hmm. i was in a similar place and i'm also a little bit concerned about the administration at the school just immediately without un- like without hearing her out just saying oh there's a phone you're going to detention not like oh is that your phone oh is that are you doing something on your phone and th- the fact that the same thing happened to all three of them and that miss adelaide is just like yeah you're just making excuses that's uh yeah that realistic it- I, I don't know. It's a little concerning, but also I would be concerned if someone who is currently in middle school had a phone that rang. Just yeah, like, yeah. period. I'm like, why would it be off vibrate? Why would you be getting a phone call? You're in middle school. I don't get like my phone is never off vibrate. Yep. And I'm an adult. Well, my phone is always off vibrate. Like, I just don't have it vibrate at all because that would distract me too much. So it's just completely silent. Just completely silent, which is really annoying when that, people call me. Right. And I 
<laughs> and then you miss it. And you don't know. No, I I, know, I'm yeah. the same boat. Yeah. I, why, I why, if, would, uh, why would you be able to hear a phone ringing in class? That, that's that's all I'm saying. Is, uh, is yeah, that's the no. sp- she should have known immediately. Oh, this is clearly an adult man's phone. Because had it been a child's phone, it would have been silent. That's a good point. <laughs> that is an excellent yeah. point. Oh, no, that's what you're getting at. No, that's that's completely yeah, that's completely correct. <laughs> uh, Dylan's good for that sort of logic. So <laughs> let's uh, see if that logic continues throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah. We'll so see. this is uh this is she she kind of drops that there's a lot of people um in detention for the same reason have the same meaning, excuse um, meaning two other people yeah yeah being two other people it's kind of hinted at there and then uh, Emily goes over and she sees uh, Maury and Suzu there and that's what they kind of you know lead off the conversation with of like oh we're here for the same reason you know. We yeah. got phones planted on us, and uh, they sent us to the principal's office, or sent us to detention for them. Yeah, so Suzu calls Emily over. She's like, yes, come over here, Emily, or come sit with us. Which, uh, the way that Suzu and Mori are treating this situation all throughout, I can talk about it more at the end, but I do not have good feelings about it. And I think that's intentional. Yeah, I yeah no, I... I hope it's intentional because otherwise I feel like it's just bad writing. (laughs) It's like, well, it's that thing of like, are they up to something or are they that socially inept? Mm -hmm. Well, my my point is that they don't recognize that Emily doesn't want to have anything to do with them because they ruined her life. Yeah, they (laughs) got rid of her partner in crime, as is mentioned later. They traumatized her. Like they relentlessly, mani- they, they controlled toyed her. Her, her. Like they gave her a mystery that she basically had to solve, and she solved. She almost solved it, and they were like, "They say that." Mar- I think more even says that later. Like you came really close to solving it. Aren't you happy? Wasn't that good? And and the point is, like, no, they manipulated all of that. Yeah. No, they. Well, again, with the 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 kind of Moriarty parallels. Uh, well, yeah. In the just kind of they foil each other i was surprised to see how much um suzu is set up to be kind of continually almost more of emily's foil than mori is um and then mori is like the yeah i can tell that he's the mastermind and like the minute uh like there's a lot of talk about text messages and emails and stuff like that and i'm like oh so this episode's just playing on the Maury's a super genius and has access to everybody's digital information. <laughs> Which true, yeah. I, I have in my notes, truly, that my note just says, Emily rightly assumes that Maury and yes. Suzu are involved. Yeah, like, I, I was just like, 100%. <laughs> I have Maury sus written in my notes. Yeah, I was no, just exactly. like, I was like, oh yeah, Emily's absolutely, like I have a couple different notes throughout this that are like me trying to make my predictions. And um, one of them was just like, oh, yes, very clearly they are involved. And then they are not. Um, Well, they aren't going to be involved, right? Because he's right. So he's not involved if we're taking the... uh the lore of these episodes into into play here like naturally we would assume he's involved right but the fact that they're all three here together in detention seems a bit too suspicious yeah i don't know there there's been so I much have suspicion throughout theories this. i think that i think that this was an existing thing that he was aware of because he has god powers and his access to like you know basically knowing everything because of digital 
stuff. Well, he's not wit. He doesn't know everything. Yeah, he yeah. Know everything. He, yeah. he knows everything is, that exists on the internet. Wit just knows everything else that exists yeah. in real life. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it as the episode goes on. But, like, yeah. it is. it has been a trend throughout these episodes of just, like, oh, the way in which they set these mysteries up never provides a, like, enjoyable conclusion for me. Like, the first couple yeah. ones we talked about totally paid off in a way where I was like, I buy this, this is fun, this is maybe building to something. And then as time has gone on, I'm just kind of like, eh, like, you, you, you were setting this up to be so much of a mystery, and then you just kind of, like, sh- shrug through it a bit at the end. It's, it's, I don't know, it's been a little bit of my burnout with, with this uh, yeah. saga. Well, so a little bit of context for Modern Odyssey. Bob Hoos is the main mystery writer on the show, and starting in 20, 2010, there was a, another writer who was writing Emily and Matthew mysteries, and most of them were, you know, they were kind of little little things here and there, like who stole Emily's brother's video game, or who stole the, the candy, and things like that. And a lot of them were kind of all of the information that you needed to know was revealed in the third act. Not awesome. And then a couple of them had really great character moments and really paid off. And I thought in this arc, or this saga, uh, the key suspect, given that it's unresolved at the end, uh, was good to, to like, to explore and to think like who do you think is behind it and, mm-hmm. and to kind of figure out on your own and then what's it writer's ruse further from the truth um you probably already know my opinions on those like kind of the yeah. same as yours um but this mystery especially too it's not set up as a a mystery that should be solved and i think that's a problem right like it is just that yeah that that thing of like oh no like the character's the characters essentially don't solve a mystery like they weirdly like after stuff like after all the evidence is revealed they kind of explain it but it's not like them putting together clues it's them like looking at the aftermath and going like oh this is what happened they were in the right place at the right time yeah because obvious reasons right and uh, and 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 the right. And it's place. clearly a fancy record, <laughs> right? Or oh, and a journal <laughs> that has as well. that again revealed in the third act. Jules isn't even in this episode. What yep. are you doing, Odyssey? I I don't know. They're 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 doing something, um, <laughs> including they Jay into a locker. <laughs> Not even a locker, <laughs> a cabinet. <laughs> Not to be totally down on this episode, though. There are it's some funny. good moments. Yeah. I like... Yeah. So, in, in the detention room, um, yes. they're all back, chatting. Back to there. Adelaide is like, hey, uh, do I need to separate you? And Emily's like, yes, please. Yes, please. Yep. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> and then and then they're talking. Like, they're telling her, you know, we're innocent, whatever. Maury get, stands up. Right. Well, and Maury stands up, and he's the one of, like, previously in the saga, I've been really suspicious of him of not being forthright but in this episode at least in this first scene he's very clear about hey i just want to tell you the truth the actual truth in that we're innocent and it's uh it's weird it's, to actually it's, say it's that it's so right hard to believe him but yeah, i i you have I, to yeah. right? but you do you do kind of have to yeah i mean the evidence is revealed he is in fact you know telling the truth in that moment yeah and seemingly the whole truth interesting and nothing but and nothing the truth? But, um it'll set you free the truth about what? but not jack oh, yeah. um not jack uh, <laughs> the the thing i love though is after forward. after maury like is like hey 
we're all, you know, we're innocent. We get a great, like, Shawshank <laughs> redemption moment of everyone in the room being like, yeah, we're all innocent. You know, it was aliens. Like, she yeah. goes around and points. Nathan, great character. Big fan of Nathan. Um, Hoobler. No. <laughs> she, she points. I mean, I am also, a big fan of Hoobler. But yeah. she points it. She points at Nathan. Um, and then later he, he says aliens. And then later yet he she explains that he's a flight risk yeah, yeah. Just... He's, he's a runner <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> this boy is gonna dart <laughs> well there's isn't there two there's a several other kids because she's kind of explaining that you know so many people uh so many people use excuses to try and get out yeah. of detention like oh right you know. right well, she points to she points to joel who's sitting there and she's like joel why are you in here in detention and joel's like it wasn't my fault she's like oh you poor guy <laughs> yeah like, oh. yeah yeah she's so miss adelaide is is cold ah. she is she does like wow i don't know what she teaches normally is she an english teacher literature. and she just uh, <laughs> what yep yeah she teaches literature okay cool oh that's unfortunate Doing English teachers a bad rep, just make them think that they only care about chocolate and going home on time. Which... Well, hey, Katrina's also an English teacher. True, and or I do love Katrina. Teacher. Big fan. Yeah. Don't we all? And So then they, they go up, Maury and Suzu, and I guess Emily go to the front of the classroom to yeah. kind of argue their case. Mm-hmm. And Emily, well, Emily's just there but kind of taking the back seat. And then she's like, you know... Call the secretary, see if anyone's phones are missing. Suzu, mm-hmm. of course, has the secretary's phone number memorized, says it out. They call the secretary, whose name is Mrs. Mays, which is from... That was from another Jones and Parker mystery. Ah, actually, there you go. 56. It's... Yeah. I I don't know. I it, it was... I guess it's not at all, but the, the beginning... Uh, the, you thought it was another Mrs. Maisel joke? No, I, I just oh, okay. like I, I, but I did immediately think of Mado when they said yeah, Mays, and then I was Which, like, this wait, this would be a no. perfect place to bring it up. You've noticed a couple goofs on the wiki recently. Like, I, and I think in the part three, you were like, no, that's not six o'clock; it's five o'clock. In or was was that it with the, uh, the time probably there there yeah. there was some weird stuff. Oh, the Mado spelling was one yeah, of the other it weird is things. M-E-I, it's been confirmed to be M E I D O. Yeah. Okay. That's the confirmed. Uh, but also, I want to say, like, I make mistakes. I wrote that summary. So if you want to just <laughs> log into the wiki and correct it, like, you don't have to call me out. <laughs> no, it's only. Well, no, no. See, we rely on the wiki so heavily that on the occasions it's wrong, it really throws me. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's well, it's it's kind of like a sacred text as far as the uh, as far as the world of Odyssey is concerned. No, no the the official guide is our sacred edit. text. That is fair. That that this is the uh, this is the book of Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your book of Enoch reference. Every, everyone for... was, everybody was waiting with bated breath. <laughs> Can we just get a, an updated version of the official guide? Finally, please? it would be great. The uh, the you know whatever the the first fifty albums one is great. Can I get the next twenty? And I don't want like the five oh. album edition that they did. I, yeah. I know that exists, but like, come on, it's Odyssey. It's great. Yeah, Nathan, are you listening? Nathan, okay. oh, that's true. Anyway. That that is that is that, are you that's home? a Hoobler book. Ah, <laughs> uh, so so yeah, so the secretary's phone rings in. Uh, Mrs. Adelaide or M- Miss Adelaide, Miss mm-hmm. Mi- I think Miss, it's Miss I believe yeah. There's there's no uh, there's no R in that Mrs. 
Okay. Uh, in her desk. <laughs> so, so, and then Emily very, and, and she's like, oh, why would the phone be ringing? Like, why would the secretary's phone be ringing your desk? And Emily makes the great point of like, Suzu could have given you any phone number. <laughs> Which does Emily play Among Us? That's a great Among Us move right there. I have not played Among Us, so I cannot. You have it? In. Andrew? I, I don't I've play video games. I've played a handful of times, I would say. It, it is the kind of game that I would love if I had more friends. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just don't, I don't, like, my friends don't play Among Us. We play Civ. <laughs> we play big strategy board games. Well, that's good. Well, I mean, that was the first thing that everybody in the reaction jumped to. She was like, the, everyone, well, as soon as Emily mentioned that, uh, a couple of people were like, ooh, Emily should play Among Us. But, yeah. I mean, that's that's probably. She's a detective, the, the yeah. one of the two best in town, along with Suzu. Um, now that yeah. <laughs> that's the spinoff. Hey, I'm just quoting Mori. Wait, what, is Suzu actually that good of a detective? I mean, she I, did get it completely wrong I, in the key suspect. Yeah, I mean, she picks locks. That makes well, her I mean, a good she detective. Was responsible. Right? In the key suspect. Like, she didn't even solve that mystery. She framed Dion. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I think what? that she's incredibly talented at... Um, all of the not mystery solving parts of being a detective <laughs> <laughs> the breaking and entering the the noticing things the, the whatever yeah. she just just the, the the final two dots she doesn't quite connect well yeah but so that's what she needs emily, emily for and that's why emily needs to join their team Spoiler let's not go there yet uh, no, yeah not go there yet. Please, please not go there um I so then myself then uh miss adelaide's like okay well i'll just call principal vogler pulls out her phone and this time she's got the suzu goes to provide it again she's like no i've got this one saved um Mm -hmm. and and calls the phone and it also rings in the desk yeah commercial break yeah this is one more like we got a bona fide mystery on our hands i'm like you totally did this there's no way (laughs) well interesting that line that maury said was the only line that we got that for like a preview of this episode and when he said that i was like oh no they're gonna make this episode totally jokey because do you guys know the song let's call the whole thing off uh i've heard it a couple times i yeah like i saw on the wiki that it was for the you know it was named after that but it's been a while yeah, well, the song is uh, really comedic, so I was thinking, oh, this is not going to take anything seriously, and when we got to this line, I thought, oh, I, okay, so that Maury's line was actually kind of in context and character, so yeah, good job. Yeah. And then uh, we, we come back on Miss Adelaide quizzing them, asking why, the, why they're involved with all this. Um, and then they continue to explain the story of like, oh, the phones all rang while we were in class. Someone wanted us in this detention so that we wouldn't be, you know, not in this detention. <laughs> like they, they were trying to put us here so that we couldn't be around for other stuff. Also, this this is a note from earlier in the episode, but uh, their school day ends at 345, which seems so late. Um, my guess yeah. is it ends at 3.30, and uh, it takes 15 minutes to give people to get into detention. I mean, 3.30 That's... is still kind of late. Yeah, it is late. I mean, local late. high schools get out at 3. And hey, My last class today was four, like 4.50, so... That's yeah. college. That doesn't count. <laughs> they just yeah, I mean, abuse us. I had, I had a college <laughs> class that ended at 9. I'm not, I'm not throwing that one around. Yeah, Oof. no, I had a... Well, I, had, I had a 5 a.m. Uh, nursing clinical. It was... 5 a.m. to Why? 3 p.m. Why? Why? Because, well, I'm not in nursing school anymore. It was miserable. Oh. <laughs> no, you you see, uh, you ever seen a happy nurse? 
They're so hard to find. They're not mean, happy. Most of the people. girls here at Liberty seem pretty nice, but that's that's fair. I I haven't <laughs> met the the Liberty. I'm sure I'm sure the the Christian college aspect of it would help. I I was at a uh, a, a not Christian school for for nursing, and everybody was just very sad and very poor. <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> yeah, being be be going to a Christian college solves every problem. Um, oh yes, I I know for sure. As, it certainly hasn't <laughs> added any. <laughs> no existential dread abs- here. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> In all seriousness, I absolutely love my school here. So just say oh it. yeah, it's me. No, I mean as much as I talk bad about LBC, I've learned so much. Uh, mm. In like, I value my education yeah. there a lot. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Back to the episode. So at right. the the point at which Emily is like, someone wanted us in detention, I'm like, if somehow Wit is behind all this, I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. Like, Wit we are going to fall apart. Yes. Um, but Podcast will end. Yeah, yes. I mean, that, that, the, yeah, it's got to end sometime. Why not now? <laughs> Can only oh, go down know. from here. Um, yeah. So well, unless we just cover older episodes, I do. I, no, we're, we're yeah. Okay. Anyway, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say I love the I love the conceit here that like so they're like okay we should Maury's like we shouldn't be here in detention let's go out and solve this mystery and Miss Adelaide is like look I can't come with you I have to cover this and I'm just like ah way to put like an obstacle in the way that's actually logical yeah like you, yeah, you no, set it's, that it's up really good. good like i i appreciate that um yeah. it gets completely ignored later uh but that's, i appreciate it right that now that's so true what <laughs> oh <laughs> you're totally right you're totally right about that uh-huh. well you know it's the it's the what? time in the sitcom when it's like all right enough's enough she's yeah. she's got coffee to drink and chocolate to eat right now right. later later <laughs> she can get her her stuff together so, so they. Well, I did want to mention right before then. Um, Emily or, or Maury rather mentions that Emily and Susan are the best detectives in the school, and Ms. Adelaide says, "And what about you?" And oh yeah. Maury says, "Well, I'm a good and supportive brother and friend," which that's exactly how what he thinks about himself. Like yeah. he's not the the least bit remorseful for the actual crimes that he committed. No. In wit's end. No, he nope. is not. Nor has he been given any reason to be. Nope. And he even says at the end of the episode, I'll bring it up. Like he doesn't see any reason why he should be punished. Yeah. So, ah, uh huh. When they finally wrap this up, I'm gonna break out my uh, my diagnostic handbook and and diagnose uh, <laughs> Mori with all the mental illnesses he has. Please do. Oh uh, yeah. Let's let, let's go down that road. Bonus episode for the Patreon. Um, yeah. And so give one dollar. Um, so, right, so they, they, um, they are told they can go to, uh, they can go down to the main office, Mm -hmm. but they are not, like, Adelaide's gonna keep the phones, and they have to go there, and then come straight back, um, and Emily... Like, if they don't find Principal Vogler, they have to come back. Right. And Emily kinda huffs out of there, like, she is, um, yeah, she's not having it. And I, oh. I appreciate, I appreciate both like the performance that Christina Purcelli is giving, and also like what, like the I don't know the the writing the commitment of Emily, to her, her unhappiness. Well, not just the commitment to her unhappiness, but the like setting it up of like 
there's a part of Emily that like can't resist the mystery and she hates everything else about what's going on, but she yeah. can't pull herself away. No, yeah. that's real good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's She's just a slave it's healthy, to the craft of solving mysteries. Yeah. It plays into her character really well in that she wants to be part of this world. Uh, but at the same time, there are these two people who have caused her all of this harm. And so What's she gonna do? She's so that's why she kind of huffs out there and it's like, come on, you two, yeah, like, we're gonna solve this, but you're gonna, you're not gonna talk to me or whatever. Yeah, well, and she she, she says, confronts yeah. them in well, the hallway, right? Because Maury's about to be horrible. <laughs> yes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, why are you in such a bad mood? You've done so well over the past few months. Yeah, which I also gotta say, I've had a couple of encounters with people in the past, like when. I was young and stupid and didn't understand how social things work. So there was this one guy where I would like tap on the shoulder and something and, or, and such. And he would, he was like, stop touching me on the shoulder. And then I went one time too far and he totally wheeled on me. I was like, Oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. Maury in this, in this circumstance, in this case, like doesn't understand that he should not be this chipper and this encouraging to Emily. It's triggering her, setting her off. And clearly he thinks that, there's no reason why she should be this frustrated because he's not backing down. Yeah. But it's also the problem of like, whether it be in the performance or the direction or just how his character is, he cannot help, but sound like condescending, but also oblivious. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's annoying how little he knows with how historically uh, behind, like, like how fake that has historically been. Like Every just, time previously for him being like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. He's known exactly what's going right, on. Right, well, it's just, it's the problem of, like, I can't tell if he is, like, if he's playing ignorant or actually ignorant. Like, does he not understand how people work, but then his whole thing is, like, understanding how people work? Yeah. Well, that's a, uh, I, I, I think it's. Let's, I mean, let's I think it's intentional. Well, DSM five. <laughs> that's what he said in Revelations Part Two, where he was like, "Just to, we set up the escape room to give him a challenge, to give them a challenge, because right. that's what they like, right? And we wouldn't have let anything bad happen to them, right? So they would appreciate it, right? That's the way he thinks, right? Yeah, it's and yeah. is that that's because his parents weren't around when he was growing up, and he just never had healthy relationships modeled for him or i don't know i mean they do a decent job of setting up that at least like his dad is not all that really like he's not great and uh so he doesn't have a lot of yeah authority figures that are supportive um and constructive in his life like he has authority figures that kind of keep him going and and provide for him in basic ways, but mm. not not anything that's like building him up emotionally or um, kind of guiding him in his developmental, you know, yeah, growing and I, up part. Right. <laughs> and I get all that intellectually, but there's this, for, there's always this disconnect where I'm like, I can believe from a character standpoint that he is just like ignorant and doesn't have people skills, but he also never seems genuine. And so that makes it really, really hard to get a gauge on him where I'm like, does he 
know that he is poking at Emily? Does he not? What is the, like, what is he, what does he think that he's accomplishing by the things he's saying and the way he's acting? Like, it's, I don't know, I just can't get into the mind of Maury Rydell, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, no, I, I think we are better off for that. <laughs> it's not a place you want to be. No. So, so yeah, <laughs> then there's this little, like, you know, step to the side, Suzu being like, so Maury, should we ask Emily now? And him being like, no, let's wait. And then we keep going. <laughs> they get to the locker, or they get to the door, and it is locked. And Emily's like, all right, let's go back to detention. Um, and Maury's like, you can't, like, go back to detention. Like, there's still a mystery afoot. Um, and then we'll just get Suzu to pick the lock, because that's her because thing. Because that's been established. Previous yep. episode. Oh, actually, wait, but before the picking the lock is... yeah. She, her throwing out, like, hey, there's some stuff that's been out of the ordinary. Or have any of you guys noticed stuff that's been out of the ordinary? Oh, right. Which is when we get, like, the some of the, like, top-tier expositional dialogue. Of just, <laughs> like, we saw Buck in the hallways, but he doesn't go to school here. Which I thought was interesting. Are there mm-hmm. other schools in Odyssey? Do Eugene and Katrina not live in Odyssey? What's the situation there? I don't understand this context. This is the middle school, and Buck is in high school. Oh, yes. yeah. There's oh, there's that makes perfect uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. And they that's do stuff together right? all the. T- well, yeah. it's it's really confusing. They do stuff together all the time because uh, there's a lot of crossover between. Hey, this character who's in middle school is doing something on the committee in the high school and stuff. So, th- I guess they're not in the same location, but they are connected somehow. And but there's just not a. Reason reason why buck would be there gotcha. except that so, katrina yeah. teaches at the high school i guess no the middle school yeah katrina's at the teaches. middle school because they're yep. they're at the middle school yep yep. the rest of these characters are middle school i guess buck is high well, school jay, which that makes jay's high school actually too wait oh, wait jay's jay, high school because jay's in another episode with buck in high school but then why is jay like they're not they're not surprised by jay being here now I don't. Yeah, it's maybe just it's, the wishy-washy Odyssey. Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe he's got. Maybe Jay's got like. No, I was gonna say Jay's really smart and he's got one course where he has to go to the high school, but that seems unlikely. Maybe he's got yeah, one know. course where he's got to go to the middle school. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he he maybe failed like algebra really, like three yeah, times. <laughs> really, really smart at one subject and nothing else. Maybe. Um. <laughs> so I like that. yeah um so right there's this whole thing of like okay buck was in the hallways also uh jay was like looking at the school office about to pull the fire alarm when yeah and then we fade into um the scene actually transpiring yep yeah which is cool and it's fun that they do that and uh another thing that i love about this episode is that it is set in a school um yeah like we talked about Parker for president previously yeah. uh, and how much we like that, um, that side of that episode. And uh, as far as stuff that I can take away from this episode, that's genuinely good. The, the sound effects, the environment, you know, I love the fact that we can have a story that involves all these different characters in one central location. That is not necess- that isn't wit's end. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it kind of fleshes out the universe a little bit more. Yeah, I I agree. I I I have nothing to add there. Um, Neither do I. <laughs> so, 
that's your fault. Oh yeah. So then there's the whole Jay. Jay is a fun character. I'm glad they they threw him into the mix here. He's got this whole thing about like when when Suzu approaches him, is like, "Are you about to pull the fire alarm?" He's like, "No, I'm looking for monkeys." Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, ape swings from the tree. I'm like, um, oh, are you going to use him to summon the monkeys? <laughs> I actually, I he's like, that was "No, I need funny. a flute or a banana for that." Yeah. Yeah, no, Jay Jay is actually really funny. I don't know. But he's also really random. Yes. Yeah, no, he is. Funny? I, I, I think I hated him, and then he said, you should know for a minute that I never make sense, and I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, guy, he, this guy, we speak the same language. That's what we call lampshading. You just justify... Lampshading? What? Lampshading. It's, it's where you address the problem within the context of the thing so that it's no longer a problem. Uh, which is the, the hey you i know. you know you you seem like a really random and goofy character well if i just call attention to that then it's no longer a writing mistake it's a choice um, like how would maury know you would go to the kitchen instead of the bathroom right <laughs> exactly <laughs> never actually answer it nope but we, we we say it on air so it's fine yeah. um so so then are we a part of right. the problem so the the thing that did lose some charm points on on, on jay is him saying oh you're you're a uh, snoozy right <laughs> yeah i was just like eh, i don't i don't oh, man. Uh, sure it doesn't sit well sure. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's it, it's not it's not rage inducing but it doesn't no, sit well no but i'm just like okay all right all right Go- goofy character i can appreciate that <laughs> making fun of like her name but I, yeah, it, oh, it, it's yeah. the fact that like it's not him as a character poking fun at the name; it's him being ignorant. But it does almost feel like the show then poking fun at the name. I don't know. I read into well, stuff a lot. Yeah, given how deep of a character—not maybe not deep, but how integral Suzu has been to this whole thing—and the fact that she then like immediately corrects, I'm like, no, it's Suzu. Right. Where it it's Jay being funny. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. Um, then they, uh, right. Oh, then this whole thing with the Elvis record. Yeah. 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 Someone else like, take so this. So you're a, you're a, you're a detective. You yeah. notice things like so it's, it's things that you wouldn't notice and you notice things that I don't notice. And then he's like, well, you know, there's this super cool record. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember the exact title of it, uh, Michael or not. No, I, I don't. I, I don't know either. It's, it's, it's the uh, first pressing the vinyl elvis record it's supposed to be super fancy it's on i think it's laminated vinyl yep it was the uh, first yeah. thing to be pressed in laminated vinyl oh that's that's the special mm. thing about yeah. it okay yeah. uh, so it's established at this point like in jay's character for a long time that he is a huge huge elvis fan oh, so, oh. and he collects the records he there was an episode where there was a new kid in odyssey and he was basically maury making like manipulating this kid into doing things and he ended up like borrowing records and stuff and so it would make sense why he would want this thing want this record gotcha okay so cool that that makes a little bit more sense then because i was like if you're going to have just like a random reference to a record in this episode why not make it like the soundtrack for shall we dance, which would get you your let's call the whole thing off reference or, huh. or like another, like do it, like make it, you know, a Billy holiday, you know, 
record because she did a cover of that song or whatever. Like there was like, yeah. I was like, oh, if you're going to like nod to like something that would exist on vinyl in your title, then why would you have another record in there? But I also did not know this whole Elvis thing. Also, is this just like, this is just a red herring. Like there's nothing to this statement, yeah, right? Yeah, there is. Well, there, there is. Uh, I wrote down the whole plot later. It's still really convoluted and not great, but it, it is kind of significant. So is... Well, no, it, it, it is significant. So is the yeah. idea that that he is being told to get the record instead of the no, diary? He wants, he wants the record, and so he's using the diary to blackmail Jules. Oh, did you get that, Andrew? I did not get that. I fully did not get that. I am okay with it, and it makes sense now that I'm now that I'm hearing it. Because uh, I I had some questions as far as, um, yeah, I wanted to. I didn't understand Jay's motivations, so I figured that Buck was helping. Like I figured Jay was gonna get the the record as payment for helping Buck or something. Uh, but that that is a little bit more nefarious, and oh boy. Yeah, I can that? explain the whole thing when we get now to Now we're like, just blackmailing Jules. Great. Okay. The character we don't Great. even get to hear from. <laughs> this, I this, know! <laughs> this is like when we say something wrong on the episode, and then we get emails, but the emails are happening in real time. Nice! And a couple times you got actually audio recording, so... Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's true. true. But now this is a live audio recording. So you have no idea. Again, you have no you idea how fun this is for me to be here and just pick up on little things you say here and there. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. No, it's actually really great. I, it's yeah. very strange that uh, I get to talk with somebody that's as into Odyssey as <laughs> I am and is, is not Dylan. Yeah. Ditto, Andrew. Ditto. Yeah, it, it's also it's just beneficial to have someone who also understands what is going on in this mm-hmm. Rydell mm-hmm. thing because I am – yeah struggling um it's not it's not my forte in the odyssey world that's for sure so yeah with all that out of the way jay runs away down the hall and we come out of the flashback to everyone being like yeah that's suspicious which Mm -hmm. it is they wouldn't be wrong because he doesn't jay's character is very cartoony in a way that Mm -hmm. i find very enjoyable yep i can only imagine what it'd be like to go to school (laughs) with somebody like him (laughs) fair just always be looking over your shoulder like yeah like this kid like what is he is he he just like make a blanket out of fruit roll-ups that he brought from home like what what is this kid doing that's what he would do that sounded a little personal andrew i've Um, never done that i don't know what you're talking about it's not on my bed yeah, right now. That's true. You you would you would have to have gone to a school for that to have happened. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> so so th- it's at this point that Suzu picks the lock and Emily's like, I'm not going in. Like I can't believe you just did that. And then she goes in. Um yep. Mm-hmm. And she goes resisting, in, but Mori is just so manipulative. Again, here, like, oh, well, he's like, yeah, she's so yeah. fast at that. <laughs> yeah, it's his all shucks thing. It just, uh, he just rubs me the wrong way. Um, well, she has a line where she says, "Why am I listening to you?" And uh, Mori says, "Because you're smart." Again, yeah, he's thinking so positively of himself here. Yeah, yeah, Man. no, he I, does. <laughs> he does like himself quite a bit. A little, little bit of, little bit of narcissistic uh, personality disorder shining through there. I did look it up. He does meet the criteria. <laughs> uh, I buy that. Um, so, so Maury then breaks into the computer at the circular, like the office desk, um, mm-hmm. with which he not only gets in. So okay, you get into it. 
IT professional coming through here. You get into the computer. Okay, whatever. If you get into that computer, you can assume that Mrs. Mays is going to be logged in. That, like, to her email. That's totally fine. So you're able to get to her email, and from there, see that she got an email saying that her phone would be at wit's end at 410. He then logs into Vogler's email. Mm-hmm. And that email says that he was meeting at McAllister Park. At this point, I wrote in my notes, I am so frustrated that no one seems concerned about the third phone. And then in the episode, they're like, oh yeah, the third email went to Vice Principal Morris. That's where, that must be the other phone. Yeah, it was kind of just tossed out there. (laughs) But yeah, there was a line in here somewhere where they said like, we have the two phones as evidence. I think that was earlier. I thought, what? You had a third phone. So right. uh-huh. it was nice they actually brought it up. Yeah. But so is it is it plausible that Maury just has all this information on his fingertips? Yeah, I mean, so that's... Right, he just knows everyone's assuming. password. Yeah, he knows everybody's passwords and or he can somehow hack into the, like, he knows what Right, I was going to say, he could be accessing, like, the email server, I guess, is the other option here. Yeah. There's also just, like, I don't know, he's snooped around that school a bunch, and people, these people don't tend to be that careful with their uh, passwords and whatnot. Like, (laughs) oh no, it's on the bottom of the keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) will ever find it, so, like, it... The password is milk and eggs? (laughs) callback no it's not inconceivable that like he could be doing that that, like he has it it just you know it bugs me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i mean he did somehow hack into wit's end right correct oh i'm not saying that he's not a master hacker i'm just saying i don't like that he is no, no. it's I mean, unfortunate. And, and Emily doesn't either. She's like, you and I both know this is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily. And then <laughs> he's like, well, aren't yeah. you at least a little bit curious? And yeah, it's well, it's awfully it it makes me uncomfortable, especially with how consistently resistant Emily is the whole time, and how he's just like, you like this, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, also there's the, there's a lie that Maury says, or Emily says, if we're not doing anything wrong, then why'd you shut and lock the school office door? And Maury says, so nobody could see us, of course. Right. Yeah. So it, <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, like uh... he knows, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the... He has to, right? <laughs> yeah. And then and then they're like, with wit. <laughs> I don't know. know everything. <laughs> Well, he also says it's not like we're changing our grades or anything. Right. Which call back to uh, Nicholas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Adamsworth. Yes. Adams. Yeah. Something? Adamsworth. Adamsworth. Look at that. Well, Nikki. Great, great job. Anyway, yeah. It's almost All like I do Adventures and Odyssey podcast. So they, <laughs> they then like they want, they they then are like okay, so clearly someone wanted the office emptied out, mm-hmm. and so my my theory was like okay, so like someone. This is all a big setup to get them in trouble for snooping around in the office. And it's mm-hmm. all because, like, you know, Wit wants to see if they're, how they're unjustly punished. <laughs> like, how they're yeah. going to respond. I was like, I'm, I'm concocting this whole, this whole other mystery because I'm, like, trying to solve a mystery that cannot be solved. At least yeah. not with the information that we have currently. Right. Nor the information the characters have. Yeah, exactly. And that's um, what... <laughs> 
is what Morty says at the very beginning of the next scene. Like, how did you know it was it was Buck? And like, no, there's no way you would know any of this that would happen, right? Yeah, well, it's also it's also weird because it sounds like he like walks into the room and she says Buck, but then Maury's line is like, oh no, she says it before he walks in, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess I can hear that, but my brain just filled it in as, oh yeah, he opened the door, she saw him, and she said his name. Well, he's in the. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's basically it. Buck picks the lock to the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hear Buck coming, and they're like, "Oh gosh, you know, this is the time, whatever." So they they duck around the corner, essentially, uh, probably hide behind some some office shrubbery. Uh, I'm assuming. Well, right, right before that, I wanted to pick up on a line that Emily said that mm-hmm. seems like a non sequitur to me because they're talking about like. Uh, um, the different times that the uh, the different, three different people were emailed to, to meet to go pick up their phones. And Emily's like, if you lost your phone, the device that holds all the most like the most important stuff in your life, you'd want to like drop everything and go get it. And I'm like, well, that why is that relevant here? Like mm-hmm. somebody found them and they probably don't if this person is legitimate uh, in like saying that the phones were found. It doesn't really make sense that that person would immediately just say hey i have your phone i'm gonna stop everything i have and give you your phone back like is it is it not a dig at maury for the whole emily phone thing and rydell revelations oh it might be i didn't think about that hot take because he took Uh. her phone uh maybe i don't know he, she, yeah. she, she does it. Probably not, she, probably not, but maybe. She does it. She hits it hard about, like, the privacy element of the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah. the person you're talking to did break into your phone. Granted, That's you were in true. trouble, but, like, for a person you already don't trust, like, that is a, yeah, I don't know. It, it just, I was like, ah, eh, maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um... Could be a possibility. Emily kind of points out that it's, like, out of character for Buck to be doing something nefarious, yeah. kind of tying back to, you know, uh, in the Green Ring Conspiracy, which I can't reference super accurately because it's been a while since I've listened to it, but... Uh, hey, maybe we'll right. talk Michael, about it again sometime. Yeah, do you oh. want to jump into... Hmm, do you want to jump into my, um, uh, like, characterization... Uh, the characterization it. of Buck. So Buck, yeah, was in the Green Ring, and he was one of the antagonists, and then he turns himself in at the end. And then he comes back in the ties that bind and, and pretty much makes a uh, a new life living with Eugene and Katrina and doing the right thing and uh, getting to the bottom of some of the uh, stuff that was going on in that arc. And then Jules comes to town and he starts acting up a little bit because of some things that he and Jules get into. Like, you know, and Andrew, when... Mm-hmm. Um, they set off the fireworks. And, yeah. Uh, Setting off fireworks and... on a silo. Hey, I mean, it beats goat painting. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. You haven't lived until you tried goat painting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then there's another one where Jules commandeers Connie's car and Buck is there with her and she wrecks the car. And then uh, most recently there was an episode, spoilers, sorry, guys, but where Buck steals Connie's car. And that was huge when that episode came out because we were like, wait, would Buck actually do this? And that was literally four four episodes ago? Yeah, yeah. it's on this album, isn't it? It's on the album. Yeah. Have you listened to it? I have listened to uh, everything but the Christmas Bells. Oh, okay then. All right. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's on this album. And so 
those of us who were listening were like, well, this just happened. Why would he do something illegal again this soon after the last episode? So Because it was, it was of kind a of girl. Weird. It's true. Yeah. I mean... Which is why... Yeah. And I'm, Su- yeah. Suzu and I'm not Mori above it. Are, <laughs> Suzu and Mori are just immediately like... Hey, you're supposed to be on the straight and narrow. This is because of Jules, isn't it? We've been seeing that you guys get into a lot of trouble together. And it's just like, all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, Buck gets super defensive. He's like, uh, leave her out of it. And then Mori goes, it's definitely Jules. Right. <laughs> and then, which is well, actually and also, funny. And also, real quick, the, he, uh, he comes in and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is his first line in the scene. And Mori's like, you just picked the school office door lock, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, what are you doing? Of course you know what's going on here. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm correct in saying that the Rydell episodes that we've been covering are the only episodes that Maury and Suzu exist in, correct? Absolutely. Yes. So this is the first interaction between them and Jay, which is kind of set up by the whole snoozy thing, but also yeah. now them and Buck. But they know uh-huh. so much about him. <laughs> And he doesn't well, he doesn't seem it's particularly like thing, confused the one by it. Couple in all of town. Well, like it's a, like yeah, it's that thing where you think your relationship is private, then the whole freshman hall just walks up behind you. Not that I'm speaking from experience, although I kind of am. But um. oh yeah, no, I've been there, done that. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> uh, I can laugh about it now, but I cried then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Right. So it's at this point then that uh, Suzu picks the lock to uh, Vogler's office, which, like, I understand that it's the point. But, like, in every instance, Emily just keeps putting up a fight. And I'm like, I, I, I understand we've got this thing going of, like, you want to do the right thing, but you're also fighting against the urge to solve a mystery. At the same time, you are in so deep at this point. Do you really <laughs> care that she's picking the lock? To well, the principal's though? office. Like, Emily mm. has been going along with what Maury and Suzu have been doing, but for the most part, I guess she's just complicit in it. Yeah, I mean, she's she she. The thing is, she does not have plausible deniability. She no. is a hundred percent. If they get in trouble, which they do, she gets in trouble, which she does. And then she immediately puts Maury in. Yeah, we'll get there, but yeah. <laughs> so. So Suzu picks the lock and uh, Jay yells from a cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she picks the lock and uh, he kind of stumbles out, falls out. They pull I, him I'm out presuming of this the is cabinet. A, this is a small, like, you know, waist tight cabinet where he's like all crouched up. Yeah. Presumably, oh, I'm uh, imagining him in like a, a metal drawer. <laughs> yeah. What is what just, is like, this pulls cab- him out and he's horizontal? <laughs> what is this cabinet that locks behind itself? Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> very secure. That's what it is. <laughs> there, there. Well, well put. Uh, Thank you. So maybe Vogler just locks it up every night. You know, yeah. there's 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 Some me just we haven't gotten into yet. <laughs> so. Near the Vogler backstory episode. I mean, please. Interested. So, so right. And as everything is like happening and it's like building, then of course, Miss Adelaide walks in just yeah, in time. Like, but <laughs> as, as Jay gets out and Jay's like, oh, Miss Adelaide, what your are you doing great. here? Yeah. Your <laughs> hair you looks something great. something new with your hair? He's, ups- he's looking at her upside down or something. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, yeah, at least halfway, depending on, uh, I, I don't know. I presumed at yeah. this point he had kind of popped out and, uh, like, a Pratt fall or Pratt jumped up, <laughs> essentially. Pratt sprung? Well, it, Pratt sprung. That's that's the stage mm. term. <laughs> Is it? Uh, no, no, by no means. <laughs> well, and right before then, when he first falls out, I like he says a line that I don't really know what it means. He says, "By the way, you guys really need to talk louder." I almost didn't recognize you. Like, I, I, I didn't I get really that either. What? I'm oh, glad that you brought that the, up. I did no, not what understand that? what the, that the meant. Joke, the joke, I, I believe, the joke is that they were in the next room snooping around but talking so loudly that he, in a cabinet in the room next door, heard them and knew who it was. Yeah, but that's oh. not like a... Like, why is that important? Well, because they're snooping around it. in the, like, principal's office. Yeah, but they don't expect... They're going to find him anyway. Like, that's why they're there. No, no, no. And, I, I think he's saying, like, as far as other people, like, hearing them doing sure. the snooping. Like, if the janitor walked by, he's going to hear a bunch of children talking oh. in the principal's office... Or in the, the main well, office that's locked. Well, I mean... Is the soundproofing on the main office the same as the soundproofing between the office and the principal's office? I that okay that that is a valid point. That one I don't know, but <laughs> I think I think the point he blueprints. was making is just like you guys weren't no, yeah. even like bothering to sneak. Yeah, <laughs> which that they weren't. Funny, yeah. They yeah. would be right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Emily's like, if it's such, if it's so like so wrong, or if it's so not sneaking, why are we sneaking in the first place? Right. So. Yeah. It's kind of her trip. And but, so yeah. this is when Mrs. Adelaide is like, uh, okay, you know, somebody, everybody needs to come clean. Tell me what's going on here. Shall um, we? Yeah, sh- shall we? And then it kind of cuts Let's to, it does started, the thing where it cuts we? to the end of it. Um, yeah. And uh, it's Emily explaining, right? Uh, is she the one talking uh, about? Yeah, Emily does like the recap of, of yeah. what happened. Yeah. So, do you want me to do the recap? Sure, do the recap because I I I wasn't fully tracking okay. with it in the way it seems like you you were. So okay, so parts of this don't exactly make sense, <laughs> but <laughs> adventures and Odyssey, part, yeah. <laughs> presentation, folks. No, uh, so basically, Jules lost her diary in the parking lot mm-hmm. or wherever outside, and Principal Vogler picked it up and he put it in his cabinet in the office, and so Jay. Saw that all happen, and he. Why wouldn't he put it in the lost and found? Uh, don't ask questions. Okay, Um, (laughs) he read it and was concerned. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's more concerning. Actually, I think that I think that does make sense because Jay, in wanting to blackmail Jules to get him the Elvis album, um, made a plan that he would get the diary himself. And then be like, hey, I'm going to leak your secrets unless you give me that album. So he went in there. He was going to pull the fire alarm. That didn't work because he got caught. And then he then snuck in when Principal Volker stepped out to use the restroom. And then he got stuck in the cabinet. And then he's in there, and he's looking through the diary. And he's like, ooh, there's some great stuff in here. So he texts Buck, and he's like, hey, Buck, uh, I'm assuming that he is, like, saying, I'm going to leak this information unless you come help me. Because otherwise, Buck can just be like, yeah, no, you're, um, I'm just going to report you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Buck seems really surprised when Jay says that he read some of the stuff that was in there. Right. So, like, so I guess it does come down to, well, and Principal Vogler's already seen it. So he, if he knows what's in there, 
why couldn't Jules just go to him in the first place and say, hey, mm. that's my diary? She doesn't want it linked to her. Like, if she can steal it without him knowing who oh, took right, it. Oh, right, because her name's not on it. Okay. Right, her name's not on it. So, okay, okay. Right. So, but so anyway, so if I can finish yeah. up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Jay is like, you need to get me out. And Buck doesn't know how to get him out. So he frames Emily, Mori, and Suzu by stealing Mrs. May's principal and Vice Principal Morris's phones and then calls the phones and has them like sent to detention because reasons. And then he sends the emails to what, to the three of them and somehow to Mrs. Mays' daughter at two? And then she relays the email to Mrs. Mays? Yeah, maybe yes. that's so confusing to me. I, my 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 take: her daughter is in high school with Buck. Ah, uh, I have no idea if that is May, true. Well, Mrs. Mays is an old lady. Oh, okay, like, in her sixties. Oh, so well, then 60s, probably 70s. not. Her granddaughter? Yeah. I just don't know the Mrs. Mays canon like 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 you do, Michael. I mean, I've just heard the one or two episodes that she's in. But anyway, <laughs> that's me. Um, but so that's basically the plot, and I think it's right. He, there's no way that you would know that any of this was the case unless you had the clue about the diary, which we didn't have until this exact moment in the episode. Nor does it really make sense. And once again, lamp shading, um, Emily goes immediately. The truth is a whole lot easier than all this, which, yep. I understand the point you're making. And also like, yeah, it is, baffling to me even if you remove the whole j element it is baffling to me that buck was like okay i gotta get into the main office to get this diary that my sort of kind of girlfriend doesn't want people to know is hers so let me steal three cell phones send emails back to the people whose phones i stole plant those stolen phones in the bags of classmates who I think might figure this out call those phones to get them in detention schedule the phone pickup for the same time and then during that time break into this office why didn't he wait until they had all gone home right that's exactly it (laughs) if he can just break into the office what is pretty easy i mean everybody's pretty much out of there by like five o'clock right it's like if you (laughs) wait all the things to break into schools are not hard (laughs) if you wait 30 minutes to an hour you can go in there without stealing phones planting phones sending emails all of these extra pieces that could fail like what if the teacher is just like or the like secretary, the principal is just like, no, I'm not meeting you in some place for my phone. Also, what we didn't know is that there's a microfiche in her diary. <laughs> <laughs> there no. it is. That was the piece we were all missing. The fish we were missing. A sm- the tiny fish, the smallest of fish. Her diary has the formula for TA four one eight. Ah, my word. So yeah, it is. It's just. It's so much. And when you add in the J thing, which for me listening, I was just like, okay, so like, I don't know the context here. Maybe J and Jules have a, like, get along or something that he was willing to do this for her. And then, yeah, not, not picking up on the whole blackmail thing because, because it's not clearly laid out in my opinion. And also the line of him uh, when Buck is like, what? You read it really works against it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, well, Emily says, 
an album that I guess Jules was using to pay Jay off for doing something. Right. And so that's, that's that's it. So so is it is the plan that Jay is hoping to blackmail her? Or it might actually just be, unless I'm missing something, it might just be that she said, hey, I will give you this album if you get the journal for me. There might not oh. be any, like, double-crossing from Jay. It might just be a deal that he and Jules oh. made. Yeah, that... Mm. That might actually be legitimate, but I like the blackmail theory. Just <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to simplify all of this convolutedness a little bit. And I think that explanation well, doesn't I contradict mean, anything. And also, it's, it's still... it also makes Buck's line work better. Okay. Yeah. Better. No, that, 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 better. that is true. I, I'm just thinking this is the whole further from the truth thing where we're 18 minutes into the episode and Emily's like, none of this makes any sense. And I'm like, well, what have I been listening to for the past yeah. half, 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, it Def- is. It, it feels like a bit of a ripoff in just like, oh, I wanted to like be able to solve this and make guesses. And actually, it's just <laughs> kind of there and we'll mm-hmm. get it like yada yada at the end. Yeah, yeah uh, it's important to note at this point that you know everything's come out and um this is where they're all like trying to get out of the consequences uh like you said the which yeah and sorry go ahead no 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 you're good you're good go for it you sound like this was this was something really again feeding into maury's character development at the end of revelations part three which, like, well, you did, it's debatable whether or not you broke the law, but you still are going to have to face consequences of what you've done. Of course, you also helped to capture a notorious spy, so that might lighten your sentence. And here, Maury's like, so, we helped solve this case, so doesn't that mean we're off the hook? That's something Maury got directly from Wit. Yeah, And Miss Adelaide fair. and Emily are like, no, 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 no. I, so Good, good call. Good call, yeah. Miss Adelaide, because she would get fired if she didn't, because uh-huh. these... Children, children, mind you, hacked into the school email and the principal's office. Good on you, Ms. Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Odyssey Middle School needs better locks. Like, <laughs> stat. Well, I mean, why is why is Suzu still allowed to roam the halls of this middle school when she literally opened up every single locker? Like, that's not a... That's not a repercussion? There's that, no, there, there, that? Yeah, there's definitely some in-school suspension that is not happening right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Emily Emily rats on Maury about <laughs> hacking, but it, it becomes very clear only in the next scene that uh, that they are all going to be culprits um, yeah. for this. They are, you know, they, they all got caught. They all have dirt on their hands, so... Um, mm-hmm. If you don't mind, uh, it, the next scene is Suzu and sure. Emily and yeah. Maury, um, and Jay is also there picking up trash mm-hmm. in the schoolyard. Yeah, he's like, "Stop talking!" and I want to like pick up my trash in peace or something. Is what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's <laughs> yes. Jay is not happy, <laughs> not not having it. Um, and this is a... Maury is still in a really good mood, which is so infuriating. Yep. Yeah, I mean no, he's he's always in a good mood. Because yeah. he's in he's love with Emily, guy. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. So there was an interview with Atticus Schaefer, who's the actor of Maury, mm-hmm. and he said he would not be opposed to Maury and Emily getting together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we've, I mean, we haven't talked about that. Yeah. But we've talked about this as an idea. I uh, would be opposed. Uh, absolutely. I because he's 
an yeah. abusive man. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't, don't want to be uh, like a like a <laughs> child shamer or anything like that, but this guy has been very dishonest. Yeah. Well, All right. Shows uh, no remorse for it. Like, there's one. Uh, I dating we'll get before to... you're 18 is like <laughs> sketch in general. Uh, as somebody who's done it plenty, I was gonna say <laughs> as the poster child for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So emphasis I would on say, child. Uh... Well, we're not. I don't even think we're talking about like teen dating here, just in general. Yeah. But but yeah, that that is that is true. Yeah. There would need to be serious like changes and. On Maury's part, I, yeah, for this to even be a possibility. No, don't worry. He'll yeah. become a Christian, and then it'll be all. Okay. And it'll be all be good. Yeah. it'll be okay, right? Because Wits, Wits teaching him. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's because she so clearly trusts Wit, which she says in the scene that she doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, we're getting ahead though, so a little bit more. The, Emily finally gets the chance in this community service scene to open up a little bit about her feelings in a way that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I really liked there's it. There's a little bit of a lead up to that where they're still saying like, Hey, or Susie says we make a good team. Don't you think? Which don't you think maybe reference back to a couple lines Susie said before, but then Emily's like not having any part of it. And she goes over to pick up some cans and she's like, no need to join me. And Maury's like, Oh, we'll tag along. Like, clearly he does not get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, Emily then starts to starts to talk. Yeah, well, and her so her her thing here is just like, you know, I I'm not like this whole everything you did. I just I can't trust you. As a result, like I don't feel like I can trust Wit, and it's all your fault. Um, Which is correct. <laughs> well, it's it's not though. It's, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's really not. Too. <laughs> it, absolutely, like. <laughs> The way that the series has been portrayed is that Emily is the antagonist of the Rydell Revelations. Wit and Maury are the protagonists. And Emily working to bring down Maury makes Emily the antagonist. Like, regardless of good guy, bad guy scenario. Right. Um, or, like, even Maury being the good guy. If framed as the good guy in that episode, Emily is the one we're supposed to root against because she has a vendetta against Maury. But now, in this episode um emily is clearly the protagonist because we see her going through this emotional struggle and getting to the end here of being really clear about hey this is what i'm dealing with and you're not helping with it so yeah it yeah uh, and right she goes on to be like you know i'm angry all the time you know despite like my prayers that i won't yes yeah Um, i've been praying beautiful line i've been Mm -hmm. praying that god would change me um and do something to erase these feelings which is but they're still here but they're still here yes, and yes that is a very yeah. very real yeah. thing to say that i'm i i'm glad that Absolutely. they said it that way because i hope that the people that hear the show can relate to that moment because uh, oh, yeah. it's it's yeah. hard like as a christian when you feel like god is the answer to all your problems and you're like god i am so feeling this way that it is not good and i just don't know what to do with these feelings um it can which, be really really hard especially if you're a kid which i still believe that god is the answer to our problems oh yeah 100 percent. but sometimes he'll leave us with those emotions to to teach us something well and yeah and as a, as, a, as a child you don't quite understand that like yeah. god works in his own timing and mm-hmm. um you know like uh, yeah, that that you learn through it, and that you know the glory of God is is turning something 
bad into something good just as much right. as it is making something good in the first place. Yeah. Can I get personal here for a second? Yeah, of course. So I went through a uh, relationship, I guess you could call it, in high school, like senior year, that it kind of ended this way. It's still unresolved. And, mm -hmm. like, I never got that moment of reconciliation. I wanted it with this one person to be like, hey, I, I understand where we both are and I understand both of our emotions but can we forgive each other, move on, reconcile, because this has been a whole huge misunderstanding and it, it never happened. And that's what Emily is dealing with right here, where in I tried to, like, I wanted those emotions to go away, the, the mm -hmm. bad feelings that I had, and they wouldn't go away. And they, I don't even know that they have now. Like, I don't still dwell on it anymore. But with Emily, too, it's But that, it's hard to do that without making that reconciliation. Yeah, yeah, and... Emily is in a place where I absolutely do not want her to reconcile with Maury Rydell because he is he doesn't understand the severity of what he's done to her. That, yeah. That's it, exactly it. If yeah. if she reconciles, then like if she may he, she can forgive him. Just don't reconcile. Correct. With him. Like mm -hmm. he's not going to he's not going to understand that he ever did something wrong, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. really and he really clearly doesn't hear frustrating. And, well, yeah, and, and up to and this I would point, hope he clearly doesn't. As his father could say, you know, could speak to that, but father, that doesn't seem to be. I don't know. That doesn't seem to be well, on the guardian. table at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. I mean, like father figure. <laughs> I just father left figure. off the word figure. Um, well, he is all our, our father. Yeah, he is. Yes. He is father with capital no. F. <laughs> um, but another point, if I can jump in here too. Uh, I mean, jump in. I was talking just. Now. You mind if I keep going? Yeah, just yeah for a of course. Well, what Emily uh, focuses on, and what Bob Hoos is writing, I'm guessing, is more of Emily's embarrassment over it all, which. You, you can take it to mean like, oh, well, that's just her embarrassment about it. She could get over it. But I think it's implied the trauma that she's gone through. Like with Phil writing in Revelations Part 1, he made me and Matthew think we were going to die in that escape room. And there, I think, uh, well, actually, Andrew, you heard Jumping Off, Jumping In, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you know what Marshall Younger wrote in that episode uh, where he has a line where wit says now you were you went through a traumatic experience <laughs> that, that's yeah how I was like, yes like wit it's, understands in that episode yeah but, but here emily emily's trauma is showing through in her anger in her embarrassment in her reticence to be around the rydells yeah and and it's it's really really good but i'm hoping that it's being treated with i don't know with respect here and not just like this is Bob who's writing. And then when Phil takes the next episode, it's going to go a completely different direction. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, time, I, time I, will I, tell. It's yeah. Time will tell as far. The, well, the next episode will be out in album 71. Uh, is yep, that we're been just announced? Getting, we're just getting one yes. per album. That's, that uh, seems like the, the path forward. No, no, thank you. Um, anyway, <laughs> as long as there's not that many more albums that happen on it, <laughs> if we have like uh, two more episodes, I don't know. I think that this, because, uh, well, let's let's continue with the scene. Um, yeah. So obviously Emily calls them out, and uh, and this is when when like Maury and Suzu kind of go to bat for wit um, a yeah. little bit and defend him and say like, oh well, you know he's been talking to us about God stuff and about forgiveness stuff and it's been starting to make a lot of sense. Um, and Emily is rightfully very cautious about that. And is like, yeah, you, you definitely should be hearing this because you know, you're messed up. Um, mm -hmm. 
And, uh, and so they kind of keep pushing this and saying that, you know, okay, Wit's praying for her. Uh, Wit says that she's a good leader um, and is kind of like oddly talking – like talking Emily up through Mari essentially. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. it comes across a little not great. Like this is Especially not a fun wit just thing said. Yeah. That he's doing here. It it feels like mm. I, I love wit and so I hesitate to use the word grooming, but this is yeah. a young girl that like these people have definitely put her through a lot of stuff and maybe just my background with you know yeah uh seeing uh you know the results of trauma and stuff like that predisposes me to be hesitant but it is very uncomfortable that somebody that she admits she doesn't feel safe with they are trying to use him or he's using them whichever way it goes to kind of shoehorn Emily and Susie, I'm sorry, uh, Suzu and Mori back into their lives. Yeah, well, a part of that is, like, she doesn't trust the spiritual side of Wit. Like, there's nothing, like, usually the connotation of grooming. It's not that, clearly not that here. And I understand why the parallels, like, it might exist. But her mistrust of him is to the point of where wit is trying to regain her trust okay okay as long as that's what's happening as long as i still yeah i think i think it's 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 weird and i think wit needs to i think i don't know that wit recognizes what emily's going through but he in i and i don't even know that this is like something that wit told maury to say to emily but right i was gonna say maury i i i read it more as this is something that Wit has said to Mori, and Mori just, I mean, doesn't have a filter, can't read people, and is just repeating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, like, yeah. he is taking a message from Wit. And, and you know, Wit does clearly think that Emily is special, and Emily is, well, is apt or, or suited for this kind of mystery solving. Right. That's what he says at the end of part yeah, three. Yeah. She's so special that, like, we should expose her to trauma. Um, so that because she can she live can to her it. biggest potential. Yeah, exactly, right? That's, yeah, that's the way that's, that this all that's, works, right? that's what I wanted to hear, uh-huh, folks. Because nobody was actually in danger the whole time. Right. Yeah, Certainly yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't consequences. Yeah. No. 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 Okay, that's done. Uh, um, <laughs> all right. And then... Uh, but in the, middle of, in the middle of Emily's monologue also, I wanted to bring up um, that Suzu does say, we're very sorry. Yep. What... What is the significance of that? She apologizes for Mori. Mori will not apologize. <laughs> because he's narcissistic. <laughs> but is that even a real apology? Is it more like, like, we're sorry that this, we made you feel angry, but we're not sorry. Oh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a valid apology either. But it yeah. doubly is like, she's saying, like, Mori wouldn't even attempt to. To apologize. Susan's because he's at too least busy like, being happy. He's yeah. smiling he's ear to ear. Right? <laughs> yeah. Susan's just like, yeah, casually apologizing. Just like, ah, that'll that'll make you quiet, right? If I apologize yeah. to you. She's the more obviously the more emotional Suzu and Mori. She's the more emotional of the two because she's feeling Emily's emotion along with her, and Mori's just like, Alright, let's cut to the stuff where I get to look you know, smart. Talk. Yeah. 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 Um and I, so yeah, Wit yeah, Mori again plays the the Wit card and saying that you know he's been praying for her and uh, is defending him, and then it 
builds up into him inviting. No, Suzu no. does it. Suzu, Suzu does, does, it. does it. Which do you want to no. join our team? No. And no, then and then no, Chris's no. immediate question: Do you think do you Emily think... should join a team with the Rydells? And my all caps: No. No. Nope. No. Yes. Nope. And then when, then Chris says we'll have to wait to see what she decides and what new mysteries are waiting to be. No. No. no, thank you. No more. No. <laughs> Poor Emily has been through so much. Well, and also, there's no way, there's no way the next episode begins with her being like, yeah, let's do that. Like, I, right? I would be that even more That would be a total breach concerned. of the character we had right here. Right? Like, they, tell me, please. Obviously, so, Bob Hoos knows what he's doing yep. in doing this because Emily is the fans. Emily is me, and I love, love this final scene. This is probably the best scene of the entire saga because it finally gets it. Like, yeah. it understands what is wrong with this saga. So, and then the ending to have, like, we want you to join the our The unresolved feels like, trauma of this child. Yeah, I mean, it, but but then to end it like it does just feels like clickbait for the next episode. Like, oh, you it could is. have ended with something a lot better with Maury saying, with Maury actually apologizing and saying, we were ask, asking if you would forgive us right. and then end on that how much more of a powerful ending could this episode have had oh yeah if that had been the case but it's like, not the story they want to tell no no and and obviously that's it's the, the story the, we deserve <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's uh no uh, i've said i've said what i have to say about yeah, yeah i was gonna it's... say my final thoughts are just like uh like i there are elements I like. I like the environment. I like some of the characters. Jay's um, great. I like Emily's cool. emotional stuff. Um, I think Adelaide's kind of fun. I don't like everything with Maury and Suzu. <laughs> <laughs> they I, just make me feel yucky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else as they to should. Say it. And, as they and, should. And I'm frustrated by the plotting of the mystery. Yeah, yeah, and those are my thoughts. You guys, anything else? I I second what what you have to say. I've definitely I've made my uh, my feelings regarding this situation and my fears for Emily. But I'm also glad that um, that Michael seems to have a lot of confidence in uh, Bob yeah. Hoose's preservation for Emily. So hopefully, hopefully mm-hmm. this works out in a way that doesn't doesn't negate her experience and like victim blame her because that would be real bad yeah yeah big fan of the characterization in this episode i think all the characters were executed really well in their like their lines and their delivery unfortunately we're still continuing the meta narrative that maury was right but we get to see it from emily's perspective which i think was very very much warranted Mm -hmm. so definitely yeah you know agreed ditto on the um the plot of the uh the mystery and such but Hey, music wasn't overdone. Music fit the mood pretty well, and I, uh, I'll, I'll at least listen to the next episode. Oh yeah, what, well, and yeah. and all that being said, you know, I, for New Odyssey, I did enjoy a lot of the episodes on this album. Um, like, it was definitely worth listening to. That's for sure. And I, I do, I like the the teen romance in Odyssey. I get that it's not super Odyssey e to have the Buck and Jules thing going on, but I yeah. like it. It was I something... think he, I think he deserves better, honestly. Well, we'll find out, <laughs> won't we? Maybe Jules becomes the better. Oh, maybe that might that wouldn't be so bad. Hey, uh, if 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 someone on this show is going to, you know, get saved and become a better, um, you know, b- boyfriend slash girlfriend, I'm okay with it being Jules, not Maury. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mori has a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. Mori, Mori yeah, learns from this. He gets saved, and then he tries again with somebody else, and we get See, to be happy that at, he learned. At the rate at which things are going in this show, like, we end the podcast before the Rydell saga ends, right? Like, hypothetically, yeah. Like, it seems, uh, it, just this whole... I don't know. The, I understand they're still trying to figure Four stuff out with their new... more episodes before I graduate. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with, like, the new way Odyssey is released. But it's just, like, this is such an interesting experiment in, like, if we only put out... If we only publicly put out 12 episodes a year, can we do long-form storytelling? And the answer is, like, eh. Yeah. Somewhat. Seven out of ten. Uh, <laughs> we ain't gonna get any Novacom, or uh, I well, mean, maybe that's where we... I thought this was going. Like, <laughs> I hope. I don't know if you guys have read my script. I've been trying to plug it. I actually talked. Actually, to, I, I think you, you know... talked to me about it. Yeah, and I yeah, was, I yeah. was very much uh, hoping that we could get some big, long, new, yeah. you know, villain yeah. arc. But uh, we got yeah. this Not <laughs> instead. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted a person behind it all. I, mm-hmm. you know, my crazy Nova Box theory that I had at one point that I that I, you know, desperately was willing Cobble into box. existence. But yeah, but yeah, no, this is this is this is what we get, and we just have to uh, learn to live with that. Dylan, do you mm. have anything to promote this week? No, I'm not. I, I this what episode... about that one episode of Psych? Okay, go go listen to last night, Gus. <laughs> but only if you've watched or go go listen to. I've been doing too much podcasting. Go watch last night, Gus. It's a great episode of Psych. It's maybe not the best episode if you haven't seen Psych before. So just watch all of Psych, and then you know you'll see that episode. There's my plug, Andrew. Um, I know it's not exactly Christian television, but I've been enjoying watching The Neither Bachelor a Psych. whole lot recently. <laughs> my mom used to like that. <laughs> um. Uh... And, will will uh, it still be going when this episode airs? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Perfect. so my employee is I don't have any friends that watch The Bachelor, so watch The Bachelor so I can talk to you about it, Chalk Squad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we turn it to Michael. What, what what do you have? I'll plug everything if that's okay. Yeah, go um, for it. What's your what so, you got? Uh, I'll plug the Odyssey Scoopcast, which okay. I am now running. Uh, OdysseyScoopcast.com. I'll plug AIOAudioNews.com. You don't have to put all of us in the links if you don't want to. Don't, don't worry, I I, uh, I will. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is religious. That's what the links are there for. Also, plug the AIO Wiki podcast interview with Phil Lawler that I did. Yep. Uh, it'll be number twenty nine. And also for no random re- for a random reason, just plug Bethany's mysterious flood. Uh, YTP I did of uh, Bethany's flood on audio news which i'll probably if you guys have time i'll play for you right after this recording it's it's kind of dumb but yeah okay that's all i that's all i got hey that is that is stuff i'm here okay. for it <laughs> um okay with all that being said uh we don't know when this episode is coming out so we don't know what episode is next so enjoy that one <laughs> and uh, there will be an episode of odyssey and there will be Two people talking about it. Most probably me and Dylan. I mean, there, we might it might be a guest episode. I don't know what our Who schedule knows? is going to shake out to be. Um, Drew. So until then, Drew. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. 
This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. Let's Call the Whole Thing Off was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo with special guest Michael LaFaber. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.